Welcome to Zichudav Simanim Amar by Avram Goldar, and today we're Seches Psachim, Daf Kuf Yud Zayin, the tenth parak, Arvi Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brisa, Halal Zeh Miyamara, the Hal which we were in Yom Tovim. Who had originally said it? Rabbi Yossi says, My son Elazar says, Moshe Yisrael Amaru B'Shan Sha'ol Yam. Moshe and Yisrael recited it when they ascended from the Yamsuf, but his colleagues disagreed with him, saying that David and Melch recited Hallel in response to personal experiences. And Allah's words are more logical than theirs. Efshi Yisrael shakatu es pischehen, but not to Luvan v'lamru shira. Is it possible that during all the years, from Yitzhiyah's Yitzrayim until David and Melch's time, the Jewish people shechted their Pesachs and took their Lulavim and didn't recite Hallel? And another point that supports this position is, Pislu shal micha omed bevechi v'yisrael omri mesahalel? Is it logical that micha's idol is standing in Bechi and the Jewish people instituted reciting the halal? Well, she explains that Bechi is the place where the idol stood during David and Melch's reign. Later on the Amad, the Gemara brings a number of additional opinions about the subject. Point number two, Bryce explains the distinction between two slightly different phrases that commonly introduce chapters of Tehillim. Le David mizmor melamit shashar salav shechina v'acherach amreshira. The David Mizmar, meaning for David, a song teaches that the Shekhinah rested on David and Melch, and then he sang the song. Mizmar David meaning a song for David, teaches that David Melch sang the song, and then the Shekhinah rested on him. From here and from another puzzle, the more brings, we learn the Shekhinah only rests on a person, amidst the joy associated with a mitzvah. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav, V'chen l'dvar halacha. And so it is for words of halacha, that is, in the teaching of Torah, joy is an important tool. The Gemara later illustrates this with Rabbah, who used to open his shiurim with milsa de bidichusa, a humorous thing. And the Talmudim would laugh. But afterwards, he would sit in the atmosphere of trepidation, upasak b'shmaisa, and begin his teachings. Rav Nachman said, v'chen tov. And so it is for a good dream. Meaning, if one wishes to have pleasant dreams, he should go to sleep in a happy state of mind. And point number three, after teaching that we make a bracha with David and Melch's name and the brachas of the Haftorah by saying, Magen David, the Gemara cites the source for the bracha of the Avos. Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, the Torah states, Hashem said to Avram, I will make you a great nation. This is the passage that teaches, we say the God of Avraham in the first bracha of the Shemun And I will bless you is the source for saying, the God of Yitzchak. And I will make your name great. This is the source for saying, the God of Yaakov. It could be thought that we conclude the bracha with a mention of all of them, Talmud Lomar, the bracha. The Torah therefore teaches, and you, referring to Avraham, shall be a bracha, which implies, We conclude the bracha with you, and we do not conclude it with all three of them. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in Abraisa, Halal the hall which we were studying Yom Tovim, who had originally said it. Rav Yossi says, my son Elazar says, Moshe Yam. Moshe and Yisrael recited when they ascended from Yamsuf, but his colleagues disagree with him, saying that David and Melch recited Hallel in response to personal experiences, and Allah's words are more logical than theirs. Is it possible that during all the years from Yitzhak Yisrael until David and Melch's time, the Jewish people shechted their Pesachs and took their Lulavim and didn't recite Hallel? And another point that supports this position is Is it logical that Micha's idol is standing in Bechi and the Jewish people institute reciting the Hallel? Rashi explains that Bechi is the place where the idol stood during David and Melch's reign. Later on in the Amad, the Gemara brings a number of additional opinions about the subject. Point number two, Bryce explains the distinction between two slightly different phrases that commonly introduce chapters of Tehillim. David Mizmar, meaning for David, a song teaches that the Shekhinah rested on David and Melch and then he sang the song. 
meaning a song for David, teaches that David Melk sang the song, and then the Shekhinah rested on him. From here, and from another Pasuk, the more brings, we learn that the Shekhinah only rests on a person, we talk about Simcha Shal Mitzvah, amidst the joy associated with the Mitzvah. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav, and so it is for words of Halacha, that is, in the teaching of Torah, joy is an important tool. The Gemara later illustrates this with Rabbah, who used to open his shiurim with Milsa di Bitechusa, a humorous thing, and the Talmidim would laugh. But afterwards, he would sit in an atmosphere of trepidation, and begin his teachings. Rav Nachman said, And so it is for a good dream, meaning, if one wishes to have pleasant dreams, he should go to sleep in a happy state of mind. And point number three, after teaching them to make a bracha with David and Malk's name in the brachas of the Haftorah, by saying Magen David, the Gemara cites the source for the bracha of the Avos. Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, the Torah states, Hashem said to Avram, I will make you a great nation. This is the Pasuk that teaches that we say the God of Avram in the first bracha of the Shemun Esrei. And I will bless you is the source that we say El Yitzchak, the God of Yitzchak. And I will make your name great. This is the source for saying El Yaakov, the God of Yaakov. It could be thought that we conclude the bracha with the mention of all of them. The Torah therefore teaches, and you, referring to Avram, shall be a bracha, which implies, we conclude the bracha with you, and we do not conclude it with all three of them. Alright, so now we go to a similar Kuf Yedzain, and this simon was suggested to us by Moshe Raps from Yushalayim, who suggested that Kuf Yedzain is a gabai with a lot of keys. A gabai with a lot of keys. So here goes. The gabai, who uses many keys to guide the kehila in the reciting of Hallel as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his Why Did the Chicken Cross the Street joke that he was going to give to begin his shear on the bracha of Avos. Once again, it's emotion. The Gabai, who uses many keys, Gabai using keys, that must be run off Kufi Zion. The Gabai, who uses many keys to guide the Kehillah in the reciting of Hallel as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, which reminds us the origins of Hallel that we say in the Yom Tovim. Rabbi Yossi said his son Elazar says that Moshe and Benesu recited it when they ascended from the Yamsuf, but his colleagues disagree and say that David and Malch recited Hallel in response to his personal experiences. He said Elazar's words more logical than theirs because is it possible that during all the years from Yitzhak Yitzhak until David and Melk's time, the Jewish people shechted their Pesachs and took their Lulavim and didn't recite Hallel? And also, is it logical that Micha's idol is standing in Bechi and the Jewish people instituted reciting the Hallel? Rashi explains that Bechi is the place where the idol stood during David and Melk's reign. So the Gabbai, he uses many keys to guide the Kehillah and the reciting of Hallel as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his why did the chicken cross the street joke? Which reminds us, Abraissa explains the distinction between two slightly different phrases that commonly introduce chapters of Tehillim. The David Mizmor, meaning for David, a song teaches that the Shekhinah rested on David Amalek and then he sang the song. Whereas Mizmor a David, meaning a song for David, teaches that David Amalek said the song and then the Shekhinah rested on him. From here and another Pasuk the Gemara brings, we learn that the Shekhinah only rests on a person who talks about Simcha Shal Mitzvah, amidst the joy associated with the Mitzvah. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav Dvar Halacha, so it is for words of Halacha, that is, in the teaching of Torah, joy is an important tool. And the Gemara later illustrates this with Rabbah, who used to open up his Shi'urim with the Milsadi B'Duchusa, a humorous thing, and the Talmudim would laugh. But afterwards he would sit in trepidation, and then begin his teachings. Rav Nachman said, and so it is for a good dream, meaning if one wishes to have pleasant dreams, you should go to sleep in a happy state of mind. So the Gabai, who uses many keys to God the Kehila in the reciting of Hallel, as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his 
why did the chicken cross the street joke that he was going to give to begin his shear on the bracha of Avos? Which reminds us, the Gemara cites the source of the bracha of Avos. Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, the Torah states, Hashem said to Avram, I'll make you a great nation. This is the passage that teaches that we say the God of Avram in the first bracha of the Shemon Esrei. And I'll bless you is the source for saying, the God of Yitzchak. And I'll make your name great. This is the source for saying, the God of Yaakov. It could be thought that we conclude the bracha. With the mention of all of them, the Torah therefore teaches, and you, referring to Avram, shall be a bracha, which implies, we conclude the bracha with you, and we do not conclude it with all three of them. So once again, the Gabbai, who uses many keys to guide the Kehillah, in the reciting of Hallel, as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his Why did the chicken cross the street joke that he was going to give to begin his shiran, the Bracha of Avos. All right, now it's time for a four blah back Chazara. Daf Kufyud Gimel. So the Simra Kufyud Gimel is a geek. A geek. So here goes. The geeky bachelor. Geeky, that must be run Daf Kufyud Gimel. The geeky bachelor who lived in the big city for years, which reminds us, there are three people about whom a Baruch announces their virtue every day. About a bachelor who lives in a large city where temptations are common and he doesn't sin. About a poor man who returns a lost object that he finds to his owner. And about a rich man who takes miser from his produce in private and thus avoids flaunting his wealth. So the geeky bachelor who lived in the big city for years was in shock. He got lashed for testifying alone about his neighbor, which reminds the Gemara brings a list of three people Kushbarku hates: Hamadabra Echor one who says one thing with his mouth while meaning another in his heart, one who knows testimony about his friend but doesn't testify on his behalf, and one who sees that his friend committed an affair involving a rice and testifies about him alone without a second witness. And the Gemara illustrates the last case with the story of Zibud who testified alone about Tuvia before a papa. When her papa had Zigud lash, Zigud asked, Tuvia chata v'zigud mingad? Tuvia sinned and Zigud is lash? Her papa told him that two witnesses are required for Basin to act, and he testified alone, and therefore he's just merely defaming him, meaning that he's being mosti shemra about him. Rabbi Shmobar Rav Yitzhak says in the name of Rab, Mutalasanoso, the lone witness is allowed to hate the person who did the Aver, and he bruises from the Pasuk. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak says, Mitzvah Lasanoso. It's a mitzvah to hate him in such a case, as it says in the Pasuk, Yeres Hashem, Snos Ra, fear of Hashem is hatred of evil. So the geeky bachelor who lived in the big city for years was in shock. He got lashed for testifying alone about his neighbor who was an arrogant pauper that no one could understand. Which reminds the Gemara brings a list of four people who behave in a way the mind cannot tolerate. Rashwam explains that people cannot understand the behavior, and Rashi explains that even the perpetrators regret their own actions eventually and are ashamed of themselves. A pauper who is haughty, a rich man who denies a valid financial claim against them, an old man who commits adultery, and a communal leader who imposes himself upon the community for no reason. Rashwam explains that he enjoys the honor his position brings him, but he doesn't help his community in their hour of need. So the similar Kofi is a kitty amusement park. So here goes. The monk Seder at the kitty amusement park. Kitty amusement park? That must be one Duff Kofi The monk Seder at the kitty amusement park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush. Which reminds me, Beishamay says that one says the bracha on the day Kiddush first, and then he says the bracha on the wine. Whereas Beishilla says he says the bracha on the wine first at Kiddush, and then he says the bracha on the day. Abrais explains that Beishamay and Beishilla each have two reasons for the position. Beishamay say Kiddush comes first because the day causes the wine to come. Rashbam explains that it's only because it's Yantav that wine is being drunk before the meal, and the day was already sanctified before the wine came to the table. Basil say the Borei Priya Govan comes first, because the wine causes Kiddush to be said. Rashbam explains that one cannot say Kiddush without either wine or bread. And also, 
Birchas a yain tadir, birchas a yom ena tadir, tadir v'sheinu tadir, tadir kodem. Alternatively, the brach over wine is frequent and the brach over the day is not frequent. And the rule is in a case of a frequent thing and an infrequent thing, the frequent thing comes first. So the mock seder at the Kitty amusement park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush, while others wouldn't stop dipping. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses why the mission requires lettuce to be brought from Maror if lettuce was already eaten for karpas and why we do not say that the mitzvah of Maror was already fulfilled then. Reish Lakish says, Zosal Meris mitzvah kavana. This teaches that mitzvahs need kavana, meaning it's because the lettuce eaten as karpas was not eaten with intent to fulfill the mitzvah of Maror, that the mitzvah was not fulfilled, and lettuce must be eaten again specifically as Maror. The Gemara dismisses this proof by suggesting a different explanation for lettuce being eaten a second time after the mitzvah of Maror was fulfilled during karpas. So that there will be a distinguishing factor for the children. Rishbam explains that eating lettuce a second time will provoke children to ask questions, as it's unusual to eat vegetables twice during a meal. So the mock seder at the Kitty amusement park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush, while others wouldn't stop dipping, splashing water all over too. Cook foods, which reminds us that the Gemara elaborates on the Mishnah statement that Shnei Tavshilin are brought. My Shnei Tavshilin, what constitutes two cooked items? Among the opinions the Gemara cites is that of Rav Yosef, who says, Sarich Shnei Mine Basar Echod Zechel Pesach, Vechod Zechel Chagiga. One must have two types of meat. One is a commemoration of the carbon Pesach, and another as a commemoration of the carbon Chagiga. And the Rashbam explains that this is the Chagiga that was brought together with the carbon Pesach. The other views accept that Shnei Tavshun commemorate these two Karbanas, but argue that foods other than meat also achieve this. Daf Kuftazvav. So the Simmer Kuftazvav is a Katoris maker. So here goes. The Katoris maker, who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his matzah and maror separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the Seder swallow them whole after the table had been removed from in front of him. Once again, it's Lamotion. The Katoris maker, Katoris maker, that must be more Daf Kuftazvav. The Katoris maker, who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his matzah and maror separately, which reminds us that Gamora says a man should not wrap matzah and maror together and eat them because we hold that matzah is a mitzvah deraisa, even nowadays, and maror is a mitzvah derabana nowadays, in the absence of the karm pesach. So if they're eaten together, the maror derabana will come and nullify the matzah deraisa, and the Rashbam explains that the taste of the matzah will be nullified, and the Gemara explains that even the manda amar, who generally holds that mitzvahs ain't mevatu zo zo, mitzvahs do not nullify each other, agrees that a mitzvah the Rabban does nullify a mitzvah the Raisa. The Rashbam explains that the argument to say that the two mitzvah foods generally do not nullify each other is that they are similar to each other in that they are both eaten in fulfillment of similar mitzvahs. This is in the case where one food is eaten for a mitzvah the Raisa and the other for a mitzvah the Rabban. And the Gemara identifies the Mandamar who holds mitzvahs ain't mevatu zo zo as Hillel, who would eat the carbon Pesach Matzah Amor together. The Gemara concludes that because the Rabbanon argued with Hillel, and it was not stated whom the Halakha follows, Matzah Amor should be eaten separately with brachos, and then together without brachos, Zechul Mikdash Kehillel, as a commemoration on the base of Mikdash, according to Hillel. So the Katoris maker, who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his Matzah Amor separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the Seder swallow them whole, which reminds us that the Ravid says, Bala Matzah Yatzah, Bala Moral Yatzah. If one swallowed matzah, he fulfilled the mitzvah. But if one swallowed maror, he did not fulfill the mitzvah. And the Shmam explains that the Gemara refers to swallowing matzah and maror whole without chewing them. Eating this way is acceptable for the mitzvah matzah, which must be simply be eaten, but not the mitzvah maror, whose bitter taste must be sensed to commemorate bimaru as chayem, and they embitter their lives. 
If he wrapped them in bats, make sure that grows around a palm tree and swallow them whole, he didn't even fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. The Rishmam explains that neither the matzah nor the mar are considered to have been in the person's mouth, and his swallowing them is no more than an act of eating than throwing a stone into a bag is. So the Gatoris maker had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his matzah mar separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the satyr swallow them whole, after the table had been removed in front of him. Which reminds the reason to move the table that was in front of the person who would lead the Seder and say the Haggadah is Kadeshi Akira Tino so the children will notice and ask about the unusual behavior. The Rishmam notes that nowadays when everyone sits together at one large table and it would be impractical to remove it, we simply move away the Seder plate containing the Matzah Maror and the two cooked items. And the Gemara tells the time of Bai saw the table being removed from in front of Rabba and said, we didn't eat yet and they're coming to remove the table from before us and Rabba told them, Patartim Melomer Manishtana, you exempted us from saying Manishtana. The Rishmam explains that the requirement that someone ask about the different things done to Seder was fulfilled through Abai's question. Daf Kuftezayin, so the similar Kuftezayin is a barber giving haircuts. So here goes. The barber, the barber, that must be wrong, Daf Kuftezayin. The barber told his wife who asked the four questions, which reminds the next mission states that they mixed and poured for him a second cup of wine, the Khan of Ben Shol Avim, and here the son asked his father. Rashbam explains that the son asked why the father is pouring a second cup of wine before eating, to which the father answers with Avadimayinu, we were slaves of Bar Mitzrayim. According to the Rashbam, there is no need to recite the Manishtana since the question was asked. The Mishnah continues, and if the son doesn't have sufficient understanding, the father teaches him to ask Manishtana. And then it was taught in Abraisa, if the son's a Chacham, then he asks. If he's not, his wife asks. And if his wife doesn't ask, who shall Atzmu? Then he asks them to himself. And even two Chachamim, or proficient Hilchas HaPesach, showing must ask one another. So the barber told his wife, who asked the four questions, that originally the Jews had a long, straggly hair mitzrayim, but left with their hair washed, styled, and cut. Which reminds us, the Mishnah state of Maschel Begnus, Masayim Besheva, the father begins Sipar Yitzim Sitzrayim with Bnei Yisrael's disgrace, and he concludes with Bnei Yisrael's glory. And the Gemara asks, what is the Gnus? So Rav said, We recite originally our answers were idol worshippers, and Shmuel said, We recite, we are slaves to Parham Mitzrayim. And the Shavuot would be understood to be the reverse image of their interpretations of Gnus. According to Rav, the Shavuot referred to our coming close to Kosh Baruch Hu's service, whereas according to Shmuel, referred to proclaiming all the miracles and wonders that brought about our deliverance. And the Haggadah contains both interpretations. So the barber told his wife, who asked the four questions, that originally the Jews had a long, straggly hair mitzrayim, but left with the hair washed, styled, and cut, while he lifted the matzahs high up in the air. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Ramon Gamliel would say, Whoever didn't say these three things on Pesach night has not fulfilled his chiyuv. Rashbam says that this refers to explaining the reasons for these three mitzvahs. And the Rambam says that the chiyuv Rambam Gamliel was referring to is the mitzvah of Sipar Yitzim Sitzrayim. Rava said one must lift up the matzah to show it to the others when reciting the mitzvah for eating matzah. And one must lift up the maror and do the same. But basur ain't However, one need not lift up the meat when explaining the mitzvah of Pesach. And not only is it not required to raise the meat, but if one would do so, it would give the appearance of eating kachim that was shechted outside the base of Migdash. All right, now it's time to conclude with the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from Masechus Baruch Shabbos in Erevin. Number one, which stuff do we have the Melchokas between Rav and Shmuel regarding what is considered Maschel Begnus? That's on Duff. Good. Number two, which stuff do we have that one may swallow matzah hole, but may not swallow maror hole because he needs to taste the bitterness? That's on Duff. Kuftesvav. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn the source for mentioning the Avos in the Shemona Esrei? That's on Duff. Kufyadzayin. Good. Number four. 
which of the learned that according to Rabbi Yosef, the Shnei Tavshuin are two types of meat, one representing the Pesach and one for its Chagiga, that's on Dav. Kufiyadal. Good, number five. Which of the learned that the Matzahs and Maror are left at the Seder, but the meat is not, that's on Dav. Kuptazayin. Good, number six. Which of the learned that the Shekhinah is only sure when we talk about Simchashal Mitzvah, the joy associated to doing a Mitzvah, that's on Dav. Kufiyad Zayin. Good number seven. Which of the one one should not walk alone on Tuesday and Friday nights? That's on Duff. Kufiyad Base. Good number eight. Which of the one one of the four people whose behavior is difficult to understand is a pauper who acts in a haughty manner? That's on Duff. Kufiyad Gimel. Good number nine. Which Duff do we have regarding the origins of hollow, whether Moshe Ben Israel recited it while sending from the Yamsuf or it comes from Duff and Amalek? That's on Duff. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do you the reason being tovel twice is to get the children to ask questions? That's on Duff. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do we discuss whether by menorah, hadraka osa mitzvah or hanacha osa mitzvah? That's on Duff. Chaf gimon shabbos. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we discuss seawater entering a breach in the chatzah? That's on Duff. Yud and Erevin. Good. And number three, which stuff do we discuss things which are 60th of something else? That's on Duff. Nun Zion and Brachas. Excellent. Right. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zikr wishing you a great day and great learning.